This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Good morning and welcome to the show. A little later on, we're going to be chatting with uh, Stage North Theatre Society Vice President Blair Scott. Now, they recently uh, announced, or we heard anyway, that they've hired an executive director, which is a position they haven't had in some time. So we're going to talk a bit about why that came up, who it is, all that good stuff. And also, Blair Scott is uh, directing the Johnny Cash musical Ring of Fire, which is going to go up at the end of this month at the North Peace Cultural Centre. So we'll talk a bit about that as well. But first, the Fort St. John International Air Show Society announced this week that they've canceled the air show slated for, I believe it was early August for this year. To talk a bit about why they made that decision and what's in store for the future, we're joined by the show's producer, Sandy Miller. Sandy, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you very much, Deb. So uh, we saw the press release, of course, and we did a story about it over at energeticcity.ca sounds like there was sort of a lot of factors that came into play in deciding that maybe it just wasn't going to work out this year for the air show. Can you tell us a bit about uh, that and and, and sort of how the decision got made? Yeah, there's two main factors that went into the decision. Um, One of the ones that we've kind of struggled with, and you guys helped us out with a lot with it last year and then the fall, was that uh, we put out a call for volunteers and people who were interested in helping us organize the show, mm-hmm. which we did get a few people step up, which was great. Uh, unfortunately, we just didn't get enough help. Um, this is a show that is put on entirely by volunteers. Mm-hmm. So, we're, you know, the, the core of us, we all have full-time jobs. We have kids. We have other commitments. And to put on a, a show the size of an air show takes a lot of time and energy. So... The people, we didn't quite have enough people step up and help, which was um, unfortunate. But, you know, uh, we do have a fantastic core of people and we don't want to burn them out. Right. We want to we want to keep our core people and keep them happy and keep them coming back to help us year after year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sandy, I apologize. How how many volunteers ish is kind of an ideal situation to put on the air show in Fort St. John? Right now. When I talk about volunteers right now, I'm talking more about the organizing committee. Oh, I see. Right? Okay. So mm-hmm. it's for the organizing committee, we would love to have about 10 to 15 people. I see. Okay. We have currently seven with a couple of extras that help us out. So we're not quite at the 10 point. Mm-hmm. We need a few more key people that are willing to be there throughout the year. Uh, it's probably about a year or so leading up to the show that really we need those those roles filled to help organize certain areas of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the actual day of the event, probably about 50 to 100 yeah. volunteers. So we can schedule it and everybody's not working all weekend, right? I um, see. Taking on different tasks here and there. Yeah. And then, you know, if you, of that, those 10 people you'd hope to have to volunteer, like, has there been people who've moved away who said they, they were moving on that didn't, like, that maybe previously stepped up to help that couldn't for whatever reason this time? You know what? It's one of those things that as, as life changes, people just, you know, their time commitments change as to what they can do. Um, from the show in 2022, we've kept pretty much our entire board. Yeah. Uh, we did manage to add a couple people this year, which was great. So we're gradually trying to build and, and, just kind of build up again. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2022, that show was pretty much a new crew. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of us, it was our first time doing the air show. And so we just need to bring a few more in and, and get people trained up. And we're really working on trying to create the background that's needed, that it's easier for people to step into those roles. And it's not quite as, as much work and, and for them when they do mm-hmm. donate their time. Gotcha. And I think uh, the other the other specific reason that was mentioned was the the sort of prospect, even the specter, if I can be dramatic, of another challenging wildfire season. Uh, talk a bit about that decision. I mean, we saw what it was like last year. Yeah. Extreme drought we're, we're in right now. We have no snow. It could be bad, and it could mean that things like this would have to be canceled if there's too much smoke in the air, right? Yeah, exactly, and I, I will preface preface this by saying I do, I'm not an expert on the wildfires, or yeah. I don't know uh, a lot of the current situation, um, but the people that we do have involved in the show, they do know that that it's forecast to be not the greatest summer it Mm -hmm. is dry um and of course our airport gets extremely busy when when there is wildfires right we've got the the tankers that go through we've got smoke jumpers we've got the helicopters and everything coming and going constantly so the last thing those people need is for us to be in the way and and taking up space for a couple of days Mm -hmm. i wondered if this was a decision that the board made independent of outside advice and what i mean by that is was there ever discussion with other, you know, other air shows in the piece even, right? Maybe, a, a, you know, I, I don't know them offhand, but like Granbury, other areas that are also sort of in a similar situation where they're thinking, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off for a similar reason this year because we're concerned that wildfires might just cause us to cancel it anyway. Was that something the board did and reached out? And, 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 and have you heard from other air shows maybe making the same consideration this year? Actually, yes. Um, we do work fairly closely with the Vanderhoof Air Show. Mm-hmm. So they tend to schedule, for the last couple of years, we've, um, they've been the week after us. I see. Which they were scheduled to be again this year. So we do work very closely with them and have conversations on you know, resources and trying to coordinate the performances that come in just because it helps save money. Um, Grand Prairie is running a show the week before ours. So that would be... Our show is scheduled to be August 3rd and 4th, mm-hmm. which is the August long weekend this year. So Grand Prairie is running the weekend before us. Um, it is new in Grand Prairie, so it's a brand new team out there. I did meet some of them in the fall. Um, I haven't really had a lot of communication with them, but they hopefully are taking into consideration the wildfires. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vanderhoof is finding that just the same situation as us, the resources are, are tight this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder. I, I also wonder how much of an impact. Um, I'm I'm blanking on how to put this. My apologies. The fact that you weren't able to to line it up so that snowbirds were available. They they were booked already. The sort of the same weekend you had planned out. That was announced kind of in the fall that we wouldn't have the snowbirds. The CF18 Hornet was going to come though. If yes. I've got that right. Um, do you think that played a bit of a role in this too? And that you didn't get the big, big star of kind of the air show circuit in this country, you weren't going to be able to bring them in. Did that impact the decision at all to cancel, do you think? It was, you know, it was sad to know that they weren't going to be able to come, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because as a group, we had set our dates very shortly after the show in 2022, knowing that this year is actually the 100th anniversary of the Royal Canadian Air Force. So we know that we knew ahead of time that it was going to be a very busy schedule. Yeah. Um, The Snowbirds do try to hit as many Canadian shows as possible. 
Um, that's why all of the Canadian air shows actually try and work together to set the schedule. Yeah. So we do really have conversations and we have people trying to make sure that we don't have multiple Canadian shows on the same weekend. Yeah. So no one's competing for the snow. Exactly. So, cause if you don't have, if there isn't another show that weekend, then you're pretty much going to get the snowbirds and the F-18. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would have been the first year the F-18 would be here since 2017. Mm-hmm. So it would have been great to have them back. Um, have that team back. I actually met the pilot in at the conference in uh, Las Vegas in the fall. So he was a great guy. Um, but to get the Snowbirds, unfortunately, Manitoba decided to announce and schedule their show on the same weekend as ours. And being they are considered a military show. So the mm-hmm. priority for the Snowbirds was to go there instead of coming back here. I see. So looking forward to the future, I mean, I, I can imagine the, the you know, you're not really sure. There's a lot of unknowns exactly what's going to happen when you want to do the next one. Is Can you at least speak to the sense that we're already looking maybe next year or is it uh, it's going to be another two years till maybe the next one? Like where, where's the board at on that and what's kind of next for you in deciding when we want to try and remount this since it won't be this year? Yes. the At the last meeting when we made the decision to – uh, cancel the show for this year. We actually have a meeting scheduled. Their next meeting is going to be in March to discuss that exact situation is, are we going to look at doing something for 2025 or are we going to try and do two years? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you right now. I, I can tell you that we are committed to bringing the show back. We really do want to bring the show back. Um, we have a great group of people who are excited about it and we all do it. We all mm-hmm. love it. Um, you know, for me, I grew up going to air shows. I grew up doing this. I still can't tell you the difference between half of the planes, but I love having them here. I love being able to host us and bring this, bring this event to Fort St. John. Uh, I could speak for a minute for people listening who are like, you know, I, I might be able to help out, but I don't know anything about planes. I think that's an important point. What you just said, you don't need to be an expert on aircraft in order to help uh, plan and and run an air show, right? That's exactly the point. Dub, thank you for bringing that up because I, and I try to emphasize that to people is that we don't need people who know everything about planes. Yeah. You don't need to be a nerd about planes to be involved. I mean, yeah, exactly. Look at me. I, I I nod and smile. I'm learning as I go. Uh, my event, my background is in event planning, mm-hmm. right? My, that's what I've been doing for a lot of the last 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need people with different skill sets. I need people with accounting backgrounds. I need people with organizational backgrounds. I need people that can, you know, know different types of trailers and can move stuff. And, you know, it would be great to have somebody who can do um, CAD designs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love somebody like that, you know, and having somebody who knows tech stuff because we have our website we have our ticket sales so having media marketing people those are the skill sets that we need mm-hmm. all right well i i think i speak for a lot of people when i say i was obviously disappointed that it won't happen this year as you are and the board is uh hoping to hear a good announcement soon about what happens next year so i i hope we have some good news for you soon like i say Excellent. we're we're Really excited to bring it back, and I hope that uh, we can do that for for Fort St. John. Absolutely. Well, Sandy, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us this morning. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Doug. You're very welcome. That's Sandy Miller, the producer of the Fort St. John International Air Show. Be right back to talk to Blair Scott with Stage North right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back. I'm Dub Craig. 
Now we're here to talk a bit about Stage North Theatre Society. They've hired a new executive director recently. It's been some time since they've had one. And they've got a play going up, uh, Ring of Fire, the Johnny Cash musical coming up at the end of the month. So here to talk about it as the vice president of Stage North Theatre Society and as the director of the musical, we're joined by Blair Scott. Blair, welcome to Moose Talks. Thank you very much, Dub. Good to be here. Thank you so much for stopping by. Um... Tell us a bit about this uh, executive director. It's Emery Mika, who I think everyone knows very well in the theater community. Here. Yeah. So we, um, as you know, we're a nonprofit, and yeah. and we we have a small board, and uh, there's a lot of work that goes those goes along with nonprofits, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all volunteers. Um, so the work kind of we try to distribute as much as we can, and. Uh, you know, sometimes we need some someone to keep us on task, mm-hmm. and uh, so we've we've got the executive director Emery back in the fold, and uh, you know she'll be helping us out with just the leadership of the board and and fundraising and uh, board development programs and stuff like that. Um, you know, we hired her in January. She's done a fabulous job already. We've got lots of stuff coming up, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a like I say, as a volunteer board, um, you know, sometimes without people keeping you on task, you tend to just slough stuff off to the side. But Emery will keep keep us up to up to speed and keep us keep us rolling. Mm-hmm. Now, I know in this town, when you mention the arts, you don't have to talk for very long when before Sue Popescu's uh, name comes up. Of course, you were saying right before we went to air, she was sort of doing this job right before yes. kind of COVID hit and, and she passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So. so Sue was, Sue is heavily involved in stage North since 1977. It's yeah. inception. We had her on as the executive director for quite a few years. And then there was a time period where we went without one and, uh, felt the need back again so mm-hmm. we hired sue back on as the executive director which was a, a great help and then she as you know she passed away right the first year of covid mm-hmm. and we weren't doing much in covid anyway we were kind of shut down so uh you know we went that three four years uh without one mm-hmm. and uh now we're we're clawing our way back and we're we're bigger better better and was, yeah was the idea, Blair, like you, you just hadn't met the right person maybe to do the job kind of as things came back after COVID and you were like, well, we're going to have this person eventually. We just don't know who they are yet and who would want to do it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not something for everybody. And, and what we've found kind of uh, in the past is uh, we've tried some executive directors that, that weren't um, sort of for lack of a better term, theater people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of didn't work. Um, Emery, is, Emery is a theater person. She's, you know, she was a, a teacher at the high school for the drama club there, or the drama program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, she knows kind of all the aspects of, of, the, of our group. And so, yeah, it was, a, it was just a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've sort of explained uh, kind of what, what her mandate is. I, I guess... My question is, in a larger view, what is she going to bring now to the theater company that that maybe has been lacking since COVID? I, I mean, you sort of mentioned that sometimes things get missed or overlooked because everyone's everyone's got full time jobs already. Volunteers, yeah. it's all volunteer run. She's going to help pick up the slack and make sure Blair. You said you do this. We need this kind of yeah. sort of a thing. It's it's that. It's keeping the board on task. Keeping the you know keeping us. Uh, 
up to date on everything, but one of the big things is, is helping out with fundraising. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Sue, if you knew her, she did a remarkable job on fundraising. She started the hospital foundation, all of yeah. that stuff. But, but, uh, you know, that's, that's stuff where we lack and, mm-hmm. uh, we need to get, to get back into doing that sort of thing and the fundraising and the programs and, uh, you know, for the programs for the kids that we've started, um yeah that's that's most of it mm-hmm. how have those pro- programs been going by the way because really I, good yeah yeah because yeah. i i do remember them sort of when i first moved here which was basically right before covid some of them but they've really come back in the last year yeah so. uh, this i'd say the last yeah one last year or so mm-hmm. we've got uh you know we're rehearsing for uh ring of fire at night and we've got a parade to keep kids coming through to to do some uh uh workshops and yeah. stuff with on Taylor auditioning and, and acting yeah. and all that good yeah stuff. so the the programs are really picking up uh the kids we talk to they're loving them and and adults we've had adult, adult programs too and they've been they've been really successful all right well let's make sure we talk a bit about ring of fire i mean this was supposed to happen last spring if i remember correct right. um you guys decided to postpone it talk to me a bit about the challenge in like I don't know if when you postponed it, if you knew for sure it was going to come back or not. But oh yeah. In in sort of the challenge, in okay, we're going to take some time off and then we're going to remount it later. How many people did you have to recast, replace that sort of thing, or did that kind of work out this time? Uh, so we did recast some. So when we when we postponed it for a year, we definitely knew we were we were we were postponing it for one year. Yeah. Um, and it was you know one of my one of the singers that I had lost, and I really wanted that person in the show. So, you know, that was sort of the, the caveat of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, in, in that time period, we did end up losing a couple of cast members. Uh, one went off to Vancouver to university and, and yeah. another one just felt his time frame wouldn't work. Um, but the cast we do have um, is fabulous. Uh, we have, I don't know if uh, people remember Buddy Holly and Patsy Klein that we did. Uh, Mike Sowers played Buddy Holly. Mike Sowers is back with us for uh, to, in this Ring of Fire show, and uh, Brianna Harrison played Patsy Klein, and she is she is in Ring of Fire as well. Skylar Roselle, who is in Buddy Holly, he is in Ring of Fire as well. So it's kind of like getting the band back together, <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, there it, it's fabulous. We got Christy Stevens, uh, local um, talent in town as well. And then, and then um, uh, we got Abby on violin. We got Michaela on on bass and Ben on drums. And so, yeah, it's um, it's a good cast, a great cast, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. When did you kind of get back to it? Then, like again, you said you knew it was going to be for one year. So, did you ramp up rehearsals then? Kind of, I guess, probably before the near year had to for a musical. Yeah, we were we were we were going in November. Yeah. Uh, we went we went decently in November. December was sort of a half, and then we took the last half of December off, and then mm-hmm. it's been it's been full bore since then. Yeah. Did you you and the cast find at least the cast members who have kind of stuck around? You'd done enough work beforehand that you could kind of pick it up, or was it no sort of no? It's like starting all over again. <laughs> it is like starting all over again. There's yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, we weren't that. We were still a few months away mm-hmm. from the previous year, like 
uh, of the show going on. So we weren't that heavy into it yet. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, it was it was definitely like starting all over. Did you find you were you made some different decisions that uh, maybe you weren't planning for? Hundred percent. Yeah, you made some changes <laughs> to what you wanted to do. We have more musicians than I was than I had originally planned for. Um, yeah, that's that's the biggest one. More more people on the stage playing playing instruments. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I believe our tickets on uh, sale now for they you? are yeah. at the cultural center. You can go on the website to to the North Peace Cultural Center and. Uh, they're on sale now that it runs February 29th. We open on leap year, which mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, we run two, two weeks, uh, eight shows, two matinees on the Saturdays. So if you can't make an evening show and you got an afternoon to kill, come on out. It's going to be, it's awesome. It, it really is. It's, it's a, it's a show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And Blair, I'm really grateful for your time and your perspective on uh, on what's happening at Stage North today. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you and good to see you. Very welcome. Thanks to our guests today, Sandy Miller and Blair Scott for joining us. Make sure you stay up to date every morning with local news delivered straight to your inbox. You can sign up for the EnergeticCity.ca newsletter right now at EnergeticCity.ca slash newsletters. You can also keep up on local municipal government politics with our Peace Politics newsletter. Sign up for either or both at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters. That's our show. Jordan Prentice and uh, Trey Lopashinsky are the producers of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.